shooting. Skimmer Way near Lakeland, Charles 478, Tango. Thank you for joining us on Inside EMS. Now the always entertaining Chris Zebalero and the Ted Nugent of EMS, Kelly Grayson. Well, this is it. Here we go with the summertime cold edition of Inside EMS. I'm your host, Chris Zebalero. That's right. It is summertime, and I do have a summertime cold. It seems that I've been the sickest host on this podcast team. We got kidney stones. We got hay fever. Now we got the summertime cold. But here's the guy that's always healthy. Our good friend Kelly Grayson. Kelly, how you doing? I'm I'm great, man. And my immune system has been known to attack squirrels in the backyard. I, I think yours is yours could use a be a little more robust, brother. Yeah, I've heard that about you, man. I heard your immune system is pretty strong, man. You need to start squirting some of it out for everybody. I, I didn't like yeah, the way last, that sound. Maybe not. Let's not, <laughs> let's transition from that comment. Hey, I'm a giver that way. I'm willing. Yeah, it sounds like you are, man. <laughs> last but. last time I looked like you, man, I had Ebola. I, I kicked it in a couple of days, oh, but really? uh, <laughs> you are the Mac Daddy of them all. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. So let's go ahead and do some news, man. What do you got, man? We've got, uh, of course, uh, aside from the uh, the stuff that's been through the the news lately, people uh, people being stupid. Apparently, it's a thing now to launch fireworks off body parts, uh, and it's chlorinating people from the gene pool uh, quite efficiently. Man in Maine was uh, drinking and lighting fireworks with his friends and put a mortar tube on his head and lit off a, uh, a round from the mortar tube with predictable results. Uh, and a guy in Texas uh, shot a firework off his chest, and it critically injured him, and he died shortly thereafter. And it would seem that the uh, the family of the man who um, who shot the mortar tube off his head and killed himself instantly is now thinking of suing the fire the fireworks company and lobbying uh, their state legislators for for stricter regulations on fireworks. Yeah, that's going to work. Make it tougher for me to get fireworks because your son was stupid enough to fire a mortar off his head. Oh my God. I got to tell you, Kelly, I got to plead ignorance here because I didn't know you're not supposed to put these mortars on your head. I mean, I've been going around doing this since I was a young pup and, uh, you know, using them body parts for launching pads. You know, I didn't know you're not supposed to do that. They should put something on the side of these uh, fireworks, shouldn't they? Of course. Yeah, yeah, like a a sign. (laughs) That's right. Like a big sign that says, don't launch these off your head. Like, like here, th- this is a Bill Ingvall episode waiting to happen, you know. Here's your sign. The guy that, that comes in after working on his car and his hands are all bandaged up. He says, hey, did you know it says uh, says on the side of those fan belts, turn engine off before replacing belt? Man, you can't stop that thing. It's like a machine or something. That's awesome. <laughs> Just, oh, my God. You know, this uh, is one of those things. We certainly don't know the, the, the specifics <laughs> behind this. I mean, maybe alcohol played. Oh, yeah. Alcohol maybe, was definitely involved. Or uh, maybe some illicit drugs were. But, uh, you know, there was a couple of these. So this wasn't the only, as you mentioned, that, there was two of these that, that occurred. One off the chest, one off the head. And I got to tell you, man, I mean, this is just, I mean, stupidity at its best, no? Yeah, if we had if we have one more kill himself by shooting it off the chest, we'll have like a fireworks Mozambique grill. Two off the chest, one off the head. Yeah, those were good stories, but mine's going to go a little bit different. Mine's going to go to Washington, D.C., and uh, I'm going to take this one a little bit personally because I have a good friend of mine, and, and uh, we've been talking about possibly having him on the show and talking about what he's going through now as his daughter is addicted to heroin. 
Mm. And uh, we have now uh, why heroin use is on the rise. Heroin overdose deaths have doubled in the past two years in age group of 18 to 25. And I got to tell you, you know, this is a real serious thing. I mean, initially, we make the choice to use this drug. But heroin mm-hmm. is one of those drugs that once you use it, it's once you've used it. And I think you and I have said this on, on the show before, Kelly. There are two types of people. There are people who are addicted to heroin, and there are people who are waiting to take their next fix when it comes to heroin. This is a yeah. very, very serious drug. And in EMS, we mock the people who do it, but they really can't control themselves after they've become addicted to this drug. And, you know, there was a bumper sticker going around on Facebook, and a lot of our EMS, uh, you know, friends were, were commenting negatively on it about, I just narcan your honor student. You know, we really need to take the empathetic side here. We're not the ones who put it in their arm. And I got to tell you, a majority of these people that are hooked on this drug don't want to be hooked on this drug, but there's nothing they can really do about it. Now, the the people who come off on the other side here, you know, who really get to, uh, you know, sober up and and become clean off of heroin, they really need a round of applause and they really need a dance on the back. But we've got to stop this mentality that these people are second-class citizens and they should have nothing to do in society and they deserve what they get. Initially, they deserve what they get. But I'm sure if they could stop, they'd want to stop, man. But this is one of those drugs that aren't going to let you do it. You know, I, 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 I'm I, not totally on board with the, the whole uh, addiction as a disease school of thought. Uh, I believe that to, you know... Ultimately, it all comes down to personal responsibility uh, and the choice to put a to put a toxic substance in your body. However, there are addictive personality types, and, and and if it's not alcohol or heroin, it's going to be something else. For whatever reason, are drawn to certain behaviors that are harmful to them, and 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 have a hard time kicking that that habit or or stopping that behavior. Um, and the thing is, with, with a lot of these drugs these days, it's it's impossible to even experiment with them. You know, you may not have an addictive personality, but, you know, a hit or two of them, uh, take heroin once or twice, and, and the physical dependency starts. And once these drugs have their hooks into you, it's pretty damn hard to, to stop. I can't, you know, speak with any authority on, on how difficult this would be and, and what kind of difficult road these people travel because I don't have an addictive personality and I've smoked weed once in my life. And, you know, I'm a beer drinker from way back, but I could go without it for months and months at a time uh, and, and never miss it. But, yeah, we, we don't need to judge. We, we definitely, we, we're out there to provide medical care. Um, and Narcan is a treatment for um, for heroin overdose. It's not a punishment for heroin overdose like we, we often tend to use it. Um, we give it to, to ruin someone's high instead of restore their respiratory drive, and you've heard me rant on that before, and I, there's no need to do it again. But, yeah, we definitely need to take a more compassionate uh, tack toward uh, substance abusers and, and, you know, try not to judge and, and treat their medical conditions without uh, making value judgments on what kind of people they are. You know, this, this is one of those things, Kelly, where this, this is just like the, the stress in EMS, and we talk about our friends at the Code mm-hmm. Green Camp, but we've got to take the stigma away from this because yeah. this is not just the, you know, the, the illiterate people in our service area or the homeless people in our service area. You know, let's count the number of times that our peers that we work with 
have gotten into the morphine. And, and when heroin metabolizes, uh-huh. heroin metabolizes into morphine. And, you know, the people who are becoming addicted to painkillers, the people who are becoming addicted to morphine uh, are the same people that are using, you know, following up with heroin. And I made the comment this morning, Kelly, it's, it's like the, the parents who are taking their kids a tenolol. And once they figure out uh-huh. that they can't get this atenolol anymore, now now they're getting hooked on methamphetamines. And, you know, we're the people that are there to take care of them when they need us. And if we're not going to be compassionate enough to do the job, I don't know that we need to be doing the job. And uh, yeah. I think we got to change our mentality about it. Now, i got to tell you, I, I, I'm a little hypocritical here because it wasn't until my friend talked about his daughter and uh, how she turned to prostitution to, to feed her habit and... So on and so on and so forth. But I was the guy, man. I was the same paramedic who I would, you know, you're taking heroin with your kids in the house and I'd browbeat you over it. And uh, I got to tell you, I was wrong and that wasn't the place that we need to go. And, you know, we, we really need to know what our positions are as caregivers. And, uh, you know, if there were people, you know, if they don't want help, they're not going to get help. But who are we to pass judgment on it? That's right. You know, substance abuse isn't something that just happens to flawed and damaged people. Um you know, I've, I've I've got family members or or extended family um, that uh, came from very very good families. Um, uh, were raised well, and and you know, a young man uh, killed himself with a heroin overdose, um, and uh, it it wrecked a family for for a great long time. And these these were two parents and and siblings who. Uh, you know, who did the best for the child, loved him, raised him in a, in a loving environment. There was nothing damaged about him. He just made a mistake with drugs, and it took his life. That's the kind of attitude we need to, to keep in mind with our substance abuse patients. They're not necessarily flawed and damaged people. In fact, probably the biggest thing that separates us from the, the people we treat is a, a steady paycheck and a little better coping mechanisms. Yeah, and, and then no. there are people in our career field that uh, aren't taking those coping mechanisms very, very well and no. and very easily, very easily can get hooked on. You know, it starts with alcohol, and then you look for a little bit deeper. But let's not, let's not browbeat this. Yeah. You know, hopefully, let's, let's. My, my friend is going to come on our show, yeah. and he's going to talk about his story right. now. And I think we need to give him the time. If he's willing to bear his soul as to what he's going through as, as a parent, uh, I, I want people to hear that. And uh, hopefully we can do that soon. But let's go ahead and get to our next news story. We've got a, got a couple of them from the EMTs behaving badly uh, section. Both of these are uh, uh, f- uh, fire department EMS agencies that uh, have had certification scandals or difficulty somehow maintaining the certifications that they are paid to maintain. The first one comes from uh, Vivay, Indiana. Uh, this is Indiana County, uh, Switzerland County in Indiana. Um, their fire and EMS system was accused of uh, faking their fire, uh, medical and fire certifications for years. Uh, CPR, fire, EMT, EMT training records were falsified, uh, and, and it's a scandal to the point where they're they're being investigated by the Indiana Department of Homeland Security. It would appear that the chiefs of these agencies. Uh, and the training officers of these agencies were pencil whipping, uh, pencil whipping uh, certifications, including um, their their EMT certification, not just the re, not just the uh, the uh, recertification stuff, but the entire course. Uh, people were <laughs> being counted as EMTs um, and had never attended uh, 
an entire course or had attended only just a few days of a course. You know, there uh, in the in the story, um, one of the uh, former um, former members of this EMS squad, uh, Janelle Lustig, uh, got a text a few months ago with a picture of a CPR card with her name on it, um, and she hadn't hadn't been around uh, for the department for almost eight, uh, make that nine years. She left the department in 2006 because of conduct she told uh, Fox 19 News that she couldn't be a part of. Uh, apparently, they were pencil whipping things and uh, falsifying records back in 2006, uh, and she left because of that. And they're still keeping her on the roster and and still uh, issuing CPR cards with her name on them. Um, and uh, they they um, interviewed the uh, EMS uh, director Chris C. Um, and uh, C uh, refused to to speak to him. And told him uh, told him to leave the office, <laughs> digging a hole for himself. Apparently. Yeah, man, when are agencies going to stop? This is always a losing game. You get caught. It's a scandal. People get fired. Uh, people possibly even get sent to jail over it. What is so hard about actually teaching the classes? Um, you know, lives are hard to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is the mentality, though, when we talk about, you know, people taking umbrage to the fact that they've got to learn how to do something and keep their skills and knowledge level mm -hmm. up. And it's really kind of crazy, you know. Let's let's go ahead and, and piggyback off this story and go to straight out of Compton. Yeah, Compton Fire Chief John Thompson was placed on leave Tuesday as the city launched an investigation after a series of Times reports on breakdowns of fire agencies' management of emergency medical care. Where the city manager went ahead and took all the AEDs off of the fire trucks because after further review. People aren't certified to use them. And and this is really concerning because now these first responders who can get on scene within a four-minute time frame that can make a difference in the chain of survival and give somebody the electrical therapy that they need aren't able to do it because people didn't take the training or people aren't trained. And, and, and it just it boggles the mind when you think about how important our job is and how much regard we put into the processes of keeping our skills up and doing what's best for the patient by us increasing our professional development. And, and I don't even know where to go with it. Well, you know, I, I think the city manager took the wrong tack here. Uh, city manager took the, the AEDs off the truck. Those AEDs are innocent. What needed to be taken off the truck was that personnel. They needed to be taken off the truck. They needed to be taken off the department, period. You let your certification lapse, and that certification is a is a condition of your employment. Uh, it's a required job certification. If you don't have it, you don't need to be earning a paycheck. Period. You know, AEDs are <laughs> the the whole point of public access defibrillation was to remove all sorts of artificial barriers uh, to lay people using AEDs. They don't require a prescription anymore. They don't require a medical director and oversight anymore um you know you should be able to just sit the darn thing down turn it on and follow directions how hard is that to be um the the more distressing issue is that apparently there are emts or there were former emts firefighters on these uh, on these ambulances that are that did not keep up their emt certification and that's that's you know Chris, when you ran Christian Hospital EMS, what happened? What'd you do with with personnel that lapsed their certification? 